till much later, meaning couple of months later, one day one of the three people now, there were three of them only there in the room, one of those three, he met with him and he said, you know, I don't know what to tell you and how to even that what what overcame me. He said, I was on the verge of going to shave my beard off. He said, Allah knows best what this shaitan yet came over me because of some wrong that I did somewhere. It's not that what wrong, often sometimes we sometimes say, I don't know what wrong I did. He's actually which wrong. Because we are all the time slipping up in some way or the other. We don't know which particular one has that sometimes very direct impact. So that statement sometimes is just plays down things like, I don't know what wrong, as if like we had no wrongs, we just did one wrong somewhere by mistake. But it's actually like which wrong. So in any case, he said, I don't know what overcame me. And I was like on the verge of going to shave my beard off. He said at that time, that particular nasihat that Hazrat gave in the room, when just three of us were there, and see that time crossed my mind also that what is the need for this year now? Just three people here all got full beard, and all are here for so long in the Khanfa. See, but that came so strongly to mind at that moment, and it hit at my heart. See, that stopped me. That whole thing just came in front of my eyes, so to say. I saw the whole scene again in front of me. And in that moment, that became the barrier that Nasihat at that time came to my aid. And Alhamdulillah, I just turned away from there, went away, and uh, made Toba. But now this just came on this point about that this Nasihat. Sometimes it might appear the same thing is being repeated. We're hearing it somewhere, some Juma over and over again. But that over and over again, it might be sometimes the 50th time, maybe the 100th time that it might strike. So, never to listen to something that had been heard many times before as if now this is not needed. Because that then becomes a means of getting deprived of the barakat of that. Allah knows best when that drop at the time is falling, when it will reach the top and it will now start supplying. So that was just on the point of nasihat to always be very uh, eager to take nasihat wherever it might be to give nasihat as well. Because that nasihat benefits us, benefits others as well. In any case, the one aspect of reflection that the maqsad of the visit to the Haramain Sharifain, coming to the Haramain Sharifain. MashaAllah, Umrah itself is a very great ibadat and great virtues. One Umrah to the next wipes out all the sins in between and every step, such great rewards, etc. So all that is obviously in front of us. So that is one of the primary objectives when a person undertakes the suffer of Umrah, that he wants to attain those virtues. And likewise, coming to Madinah Manovara to visit Nabi Karim Sallallahu to present ourselves at Idhra Zambarak. So, the virtues in that regard, Manzara Qabri Wajabat Lahu Shafa'ati, the one who comes and visits my grave, my Shafa'a will become compulsory for him, etc. 
All this is obviously part of the objective and the purpose. Nevertheless, together with that, one of the primary objectives of coming to the Kaaba Sharif is to develop Taluk Malla, connect ourselves with Allah Ta'ala. Our entire deen, everything is about connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. We just take our Salah for that as an example. So there's five daily Salah. Now one way about this could have been that why five Salahs, maybe just two Salahs, one in the morning, one in the evening, but not two, five. Then okay, five, but now somebody is traveling, somebody is on a busy day, somebody has to be working in the field somewhere, somebody has to be doing something. So now that's, that's a life of insan. It's not just in this time and age that people have become very occupied. There are always times when people <coughs> were quite had a full day, they had to earn their living, they had to be doing some hard labor, whatever else. So one easy way could have been, okay, perform all the five salah at the beginning of the day and you're done for the day. Or come in the evening and finish it. But no, inna salata kanat alal specific times. And it passes that time, then it becomes qaza, which is a major sin. If it's out of let the person miss that salah in time. So now, that salah has to be performed in its time. Fajr, in its time. As soon as sunrise will start, the time of Fajr and begin after that. So now he is fast asleep. Might be summer, it might be early Fajr, but he must break his sleep to now make sure he's there for Fajr on time. And it might be cold winter's morning, he decides now he wants to, oh, today wake up after the sun rises. No, sorry, you wake up now. Why is cold, you wake up? Break your sleep and go. Now, in the middle of the day, while he is busy with all his occupation and whatever his issues are, right in the midst of all that, everything must stop and he must go for Zohar Zara. Not that now, okay, today we'll try and make the Zohar earlier now because I've got something else, so I've got a chance now at 10 o'clock make my Zohar now. No, you wait for the time to enter and you make sure it's done before the time expires. And then now sometimes, as especially in many countries like here as well, things start getting more to the peak as it gets closer to Asar. Sometimes Zohar is still, everything is still on a slow go. But when it comes more at a peak, now you stop everything even after a shorter gap. And you be there for Asar. And then barely finished Asar, you come back from Maghrib. And then now a person feels like, okay, done for the day, get to bed, no, no, you wait. It might be summer, Isha might be late, but you first perform Isha, remember Allah Ta'ala again and then go to bed. Allah alone, his hikmat, who can fathom the depth of the hikmat of Allah Ta'ala in all his ahkam? But one very clear aspect in all this is that we have been kept in such a system that we constantly remember Allah Ta'ala. And when we get engrossed in things, we are drawn back. Stop, come back to Allah Ta'ala. person got engrossed in his work, come back to Allah Ta'ala. Come and remember Allah first. He got engrossed in some family matter now, after Maghrib he went home, etc. No, you come back, remember Allah Ta'ala again. And don't go to bed, ghafil. Sleep and go to bed. You, you, remember Allah Ta'ala and go to bed. 
And don't go to bed in such ghaflat that you don't wake up to remember Allah Ta'ala at all. You wake up in time to remember Allah Ta'ala again. So just salah which is every day of our life is meant to the whole structure and system of salah constantly brings us back to Allah Ta'ala. And a person who gives it its due importance, one is, well, get it done. So just to get it done, get, get it over with. <coughs> But other is the person who is doing it with due importance. Then just the salah alone is sufficient to bring a revolution in a person's life. If it is done with due importance, then the ghaflat will be dispelled entirely with salah alone being performed in its correct manner. That's why we find repeatedly in the Quran Sharif, wherever the discussion of salah comes, it is iqamatus salah. Alladina yuqimuna salata. Establishing Salah Establishing Salah is apart from just performing Salah Performing Salah has got it done with Sometimes it's done haphazardly Sometimes just without care And last minute Various other things that just happen and Iqamati Salah is fulfilling it in its due, correct time, with all its adab and etiquettes, Salah al-Jama'ah, and trying to enhance the concentration in the Salah, heart being totally attached and devoted to the Salah. That is Iqamati Salah, the proper manner. So that Iqamati Salah itself has the effect of bringing a revolution in a person's life. And everything else will then enhance it. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Zikr, Tasbihat, Dua, efforts of Deen will all enhance it further. So in any case, just as Salah, the whole system of Salah is structured around, or one of the very clear aspects is that it is constantly bringing us back to Ta'luq with Allah Ta'ala. So among the Ibadat, everything of Zakat on a monetary note, that this wealth, this is not something that I can just deal with it as if it's my own. Allah Ta'ala's amanat. So therefore this is Allah Ta'ala's requirement that now 2.5% with all the conditions, whatever are fulfilled, then this amount must now be discharged and given to do who Allah Ta'ala has assigned it. Not who I just feel that okay, anybody, anyhow, no, has certain specific directives in that regard, how much has to be given, to who it can be given for it to be fulfilled and discharged. So now that brings a consciousness of Allah Ta'ala in wealth. And in how that wealth is acquired, it's not that, okay, I will give a lot of charity, so it doesn't matter how I get it. That charity is not going to be acceptable from wealth that is ill-gotten. So that now makes a person conscious of Allah Ta'ala in his wealth. But how he earns it, and also how he spends it. Allah has made it permissible for him to use it for himself also, for whatever. He can make life comfortable for himself, no problem. But there are some specific boundaries and guidelines. Can't cross those lines. And then comes fasting. So now that brings it to a further level of... Allah was at specific times in the day. Now the whole day he will be fasting. So now that, uh, that thirst, well now, why is he staying thirsty despite food being available? Why is he staying hungry despite food being available? 
is the way that it is now at the time of iftar. Why? Because he's fasting. Allah Ta'ala's command Ramadan now. So now that taluk with Allah Ta'ala being enhanced even greater with the fasting. It comes once a year. Apart from the nafil fasts which are every week Nabi Karim Sallallahu used to fast many days, Mondays and Thursdays was among the standard days. Apart from that there are many other divayat that mention various other fasts in the day. If we count all the fasts it will be approximately half the month of going fasting. The Yaab will be in the 13th, 14th, 15th of the lunar month. These should be generally spent in fasting. Many other riwayat. So this too comes with the same thing again. Ta'alub Allah And then Hajj. Hajj happens only obviously by coming to Baytullah. Hajj cannot be made anywhere else. A person can perform his salah wherever in the world he is. He can pay zakat anywhere in the world. He can fast wherever he is. But there is no way he can make hajj without coming to Baytullah. And the Anbiya they all brought the ummats and came to Baytullah. Every one of them came for hajj. And it was always <coughs> towards the latter part of their time on earth. When Nabi Karim came for hajj, the Sahaba Ikram, Hajjatul Wada, was barely two and a half months before he left dunya. He returned from Hajjatul Wada and barely two and a half months later he left dunya. This is the peak of it. Hajj is the peak of it. And Hajj happens only at Baytullah. Cannot perform Hajj anywhere else. Obviously Arafat, etc. But without coming and making Tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif, Hajj will never happen. Tawaf of Ziyara has to happen there. So now, if you look at the sequence of things, this brings it to the peak of Talukud Allah Ta'ala. And hence the Anbiya brought the Ummats right at the end of their time on earth, having developed them and now came to the peak, brought them to Baytullah. So one is Hajj and Umrah is the smaller Hajj so to say, Hajjul Azhar in a sense. That is the actual terminology, people misunderstand the terminology, they call the Hajj that has the day of Arafah coincides on a Jumu'ah. In common expression is called Hajj Akbari whereas the actual Hajjul Akbar in the Quran Sharif Yawm al Hajjul Akbar refers to actually Hajj because Umrah was Hajjul Azhar the small Hajj this was the big Hajj so that is a Fadilat on itself Jumu'ah Arafat being coinciding on the Jumu'ah but that terminology is misplaced that actually refers to Hajj itself in general so in any case, the point is that uh, one is Hajj, this is a smaller Hajj, and this two person has to come to Baytullah, has to come to the Kaaba Sharif. So now the point to take along, one is, person comes just with the mindset of Ibadat, Alhamdulillah, Ibadat is tremendously rewarded, much more greater, Makkah, Makarramah, and the Haram, 100,000 times more, every Salah but the Namunawara is a thousand times more. Commonly, or many times, people say 50,000, but the Hadith Sharif that's authentically narrated is thousand times more. So nevertheless, thousand times, person has been given some, or has the opportunity of selling something at a thousand percent profit. Say this is, can't let this kind of opportunity go, even if it means making day and night into one. 
So here, thousand times multiplied. So one is the mindset of Tibadat, which is obviously, mashallah, Allah has made that opportunity available to tremendously engage ourselves in ibadat in these Mubarak places. But together with that ibadat is this consciousness to build up. The ibadat, after a person has left, finally he's departed, so that has stopped now. Ibadat in the Haram and Sharifah is no more. He'll continue at home. But that ibadat which he did in the Haram and Sharifah is over, especially now certain ibadat he can't even do at home. So tawaf he can't do anywhere else. So that he'll leave behind. What he has to take along is nevertheless the Stalmukud Allah. So we come to acquire this. Come to acquire the Stalmukud Allah. And in Madinah Manawara, the primary focus on taking along the Mubarak way of Nabi Karim Salaam as part of our life. What he presented as his mission. What was his life all about? How he enhanced and, and, and encouraged the Sahaba Ikram, the Ummah at large, which direction, what kind of mindset he gave us, what kind of mold he put the hearts of the Sahaba in. That is what's to be acquired in Madinah Manohara. By reflection, by thinking about it, by even reading about the incidents of the Sirat, etc. So this is what's to be taken along. One is while we are here, mashallah, we try to maximize the amount of ibadat, dua, amal, in general. But there's something to keep reminding ourselves of. To keep taking, absorbing that into our hearts. When we go back, that must come along. Unfortunately, many a times, people come for hajj also. So, sometimes that hajj is left behind at the airport person has not even yet boarded the flight but he's left the hajj behind at the airport already. Now he's not guarding his gaze. He, sometimes people must say salah. So that whole hajj got left at the airport because the mindset and heart wasn't made. Ibadat was fulfilled, alhamdulillah. The ibadat of hajj was completed, whatever. But unfortunately sometimes in the midst of all that through everything was carrying on. So now the reality of it opened out hardly before the person even boarded the flight again. They left the hajj behind, he must be some salah already, not guarding his gaze, not guarding his thumb. So already that's gone and sometimes some leave it behind in the plane. And some probably take it home for a day or two and then it's over. Why? Same thing. The mold of the heart wasn't molded. So the ibadat, mashallah, is very great, but this is the aspect to also focus on very deeply. That to what extent we are absorbing this maqsid, this objective of connecting ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. So the means that connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala, one is the faraiz, there is nothing that is more important than the faraiz. But together with that, while in the Haram and Sharifain, we have to accustom ourselves to much Nawafil as well. So the Sunnat, Sunnat Muakkadah, Ghir Muakkadah, that's obvious. Apart from that, Nawafil in the Haram and Sharifain, this has to be enhanced tremendously, increased tremendously. Nawafil is a very broad concept, Nafil Salah also. Tilawat is part of the Nawafil, all the Amal, Mustahabbat, a lot of Zikr, Tasbihat, 
sort of type of dua. So inshallah, this gets established well here. It may not be possible, and generally it's not possible <coughs> to maintain the same pace back home because we don't, you know, we've got nothing else to do. So there should be nothing more to do than getting ourselves engaged in ibadat. But when being back home, obviously a person have his whatever work to take care of, etc. So he can't maintain the same pace, but at least the minimums carry on. The minimum amount of tilawat will continue. Minimum amount of zikr, dua, concept. So, so the minimums won't get neglected. This is the very important part of it. That we establish these aspects well. <coughs> the, one of the aspects about the Hajri Aswad, what is mentioned here, when a person makes Islam, says the Hajri Aswad who makes Islam, then what is in his heart gets sealed. What kind of jazbah he comes there with, he comes with the jazbah of Toba, truly turning to Allah Ta'ala and really wanting to connect himself to Allah Ta'ala, really wanting to change his life for the better, then that zeal gets stamped onto him. And the manifestation of that comes upon a person's return. Then he has a new energy to try and move forward in deen, to keep up with his salah, keep up with his amal, try to refrain from things that are wrong, etc. And Allah forbid, sometimes people just go through the motions and a person hasn't made toba, hasn't had any intention of even stopping the wrongs. This came, came along. Allah forbid, sometimes it is noticed that let alone bring back home, sometimes things that people were not even so involved in back home, they get involved in right in the Haram and thing. The reason being that that, so this is the important aspect, that one is, mashallah, the aspect of ibadat, which is obvious. Now this is the place of ibadat, this is the place for really engrossing ourselves in ibadat. But this part of it, the taluk with Allah Ta'ala, building up the taluk with Allah Ta'ala, so one is as we are talking about it, the faraiz, there's nothing that can compare with the faraiz in fulfilling, in fulfilling the faraiz in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. But then together with that, all these amal, mustahabbat, etc. And every act that a person has the opportunity to do, to do it consciously with the intention of fulfilling the sunnah. Many times, things are done, is done correctly, but done purely out of habit. A person eating the right hand. But why? Because it's now over time has become habitual. So, without even any thought, he picks up things with his right hand, he eats it. But that habitual action is not counted as bringing the reward of Sunnah. He didn't do anything wrong, <coughs> that's fine. But the taluk will build up when that too is done <coughs> consciously, at least when he's starting, he's conscious, this is Sunnah. He's entering the masjid with the right foot, but just because he just met, just happened. It just happened that didn't happen, didn't bring anything in terms of that qurb and that closeness to Allah Ta'ala, which the sunnah has a very great impact in bringing this closeness to Allah Ta'ala. In fact, there is nothing that can compare to this. 
But now doing all these amal consciously now, this is the place to practice it really. And this practiced well here, inshallah I'll continue at home. Everything I'm doing, what is the sunnah in this? And how to do it in the sunnah manner? All these things add up. Haji Farooq sahab rahmatullahi the Khalifa of the Muhammad sahab rahmatullahi from South Africa often last seven, eight years of his lifetime he had come. So once while he was in Durban, so he was quite ill one of the nights. The next day somebody was just asking him. So he said yes, he had to let continuously all the whole night keep running to the toilet. So now imagine the whole night goes in that manner, so what sleep a person is going to get? When he tries to sleep and again the sleep breaks. So, it's a very, sometimes the sickness on one side, that becomes a bigger challenge. But now the whole night the person didn't get any sleep, they didn't get sleep, the lack of sleep becomes a very challenging thing. So it was obviously difficult. So he was just now mentioning it, well the whole night came out like this. But then he added one thing to it. He said, but Alhamdulillah, that every time that I had to go to the toilet, the Tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, I had the opportunity of fulfilling all the sunnats relating to going to the toilet. So Alhamdulillah, this became a na'mat. Now he is expressing it in that way, that Alhamdulillah, this became a na'mat. So the pain of the difficulty was there, but the balm of the consciousness of sunnat came upon it. And that difficulty became subdued. This became dominant over that. This depends how deep this feeling is. Once had to undergo an eye operation. And this was he was quite old already, then so many other issues there were, so they couldn't administer anesthetic because of his heart condition and whatever else. <coughs> It was too delicate to put him under anesthetic. So on the one side they can't give him anesthetic. On the other side that eye situation had become such, they said there's no other way around this besides the surgery. So now this dilemma now, have to do the surgery and you can't give him anesthetic. So eventually in this back and forth, one day he said, okay, just get the operation done without the anesthetic. How do you get the... You do your work. So the doctor, you do your work. Now the doctor, whoever was treating him, was familiar with him. So said, well, if he's saying, you do your work, fine, go ahead. So eventually, they set about doing the operation without giving him any anesthetic. And the operation was completed. So afterwards, somebody asked him, but how did you undergo this? It's an operation, cutting, whatever the procedure was and uh, some small little dust gets into the eye that to become sometimes such a difficult thing here this was an operation how you underwent this? so he replied and said that at that time I just became engrossed in the thought that I am in front of the Rosa Mubarak and presenting my salam to Nabi Karim Wasallam. but what deep engrossment he might have gone into that he became oblivious of this whatever was happening 
to him at that time. Now, this is that consciousness, to the extent that this consciousness is developed, obviously this is on another level, we can't even dream about these things. It sounds like fairy tales to us, but it's just to inspire us to try to get somewhere. Can't be the sky, at least we'll try to get to the roof somewhere. So, the issue, what even what we were discussing, where we were doing, before that. So doing the sunnah, everything consciously, <coughs> to the extent that whatever, so now, that difficulty, when this balm of the consciousness of fulfilling things in the correct manner, this sort of, like a person in some severe pain and they put some balm on whatever, the thing just, it uh, masks the pain. So likewise, this masks that pain. So, this is Allah Ta'ala's very great favor, Allah Ta'ala's ihsan, Allah Ta'ala brought us. These are the things to become more conscious of, to try and enhance whatever best we can do in terms of our amal, whatever best we can do in terms of dua, etc. Nawafil, we try to maximize. But at the same time, this talukud Allah Ta'ala is what we need to take. Starting off, it starts off with sincere toba. starts off with making sincere toba from all whatever our mistakes have been, whatever wrongs might have happened. That's the starting point. And Toba, with all its conditions, that a firm determination that whatever happened, Allah Ta'ala forgive, that remorse and regret over that, and that firm determination of not going back to such things in the future, and uh, stopping whatever it might be. This is the foundation of Toba. And on that, then this now, Toba, and taqwa. That's our life. Our life revolves around Toba and taqwa, bringing the consciousness of Allah in our hearts. So, this is where this whole Ta'alukud Allah commences. Sincere Toba, and then sometimes there are some things that are outstanding in terms of Hukukullah, sometimes Hukukul Ibad, sometimes some Salah got left out, Faza, sometimes some other obligations of Deen. So, this is a time to now try and <coughs> get things started might not be able to complete everything if there's something outstanding in big numbers, get it started from now. Inshallah the barakat of starting in the Haram and Sharif this will get completed soon. And likewise if there's rights of people outstanding to get that sorted out, this is the starting point of Talukud Allah Ta'ala. And then all the Amal etc. what we need to keep enhancing. In this way inshallah with the Fazal of Allah Ta'ala, we will be able to move forward. Allah Ta'ala give me all of us the Tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala except for and all. يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كله ربنا ولنا أنفسنا وإلا تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاصرين ربي اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكفر وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم إله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving of Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us Forgive all our major and minor sins. 